0: That's right, and that's all we got. Said
1: that's what she said.
0: That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I could say that a lot, (laughs) man. Keep forgetting.
1: That's what he said. You are listening to the Off Five.
0: It's the podcast for people that watch The Office a lot, and this episode is. Season 2, episode 16. It's called Valentine's Day.
1: And it takes place in February. What day do you think? Probably the 14th.
0: That's right. Because some offices might celebrate Valentine's Day a little bit outside of Valentine's Day. But this one's clearly not the case. They're all taking it seriously. Yeah. And speaking of taking it seriously, let's, let's take the Wikipedia plot summary very seriously.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: In this episode, Michael Scott travels to New York City to get a presentation but accidentally tells everyone that he hooked up with Jan. Meanwhile, the rest of the office is jealous when Phyllis's boyfriend, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, <laughs> <her> flagellation. Deflagellation. <laughs> That's a full defrigeration. Her boyfriend Bob Vance gives her several gifts. Also, Angela Martin gives Dwight Schrute a bobblehead model of himself.
1: That's implied.
0: Uh, yeah, and then it's also implied that he gives her something a key to his heart, yeah, and his house
1: is it to his house? do you think
0: what do you think was just a copper key he got
1: that was one of my questions was what is the key to and for me, I mean, I feel like the house key might be a little bit too obvious for Dwight, maybe it's something like a treasure hunt. <laughs>
0: Maybe, it's probably a key to the old beat cellar.
1: Yeah, something like that. And then you go in there and you find that there's um, a locked box. And inside, you have to crack the code. It's like uh what do you call those rooms that you go in and you have to... Escape room? Yeah, escape room.
0: And see if Angela can escape. Mm-hmm. And then if so, she'll be worthy.
1: Like a fox that has escaped a trap.
0: Yeah, or swarthy. 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 Like a... Sailor with a little bit of stubble. What a sport do you mean? No idea. <laughs> okay. Me either. Anyway, I've great, heard it, but I don't know. Great Scott!
1: Great Scott! Prediction of this, this, this is this is this is it. This is this where is, we got it. Is, okay, so if you're wondering why do they keep saying that? Great now S- you know.
0: Yeah, it's a Michael Scott joint.
1: It's uh Steve Martin. Um, you've got Robin Williams. Everybody's in the Michael Scott joint. Great Scott Productions. Who else is there? Well, just those two that we know.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great Scott is an expression that means, oh my God. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I didn't get any facts on that. But this episode was written by Michael Shore, Mm -hmm. our friend Moe's, and directed by Greg Daniels.
1: He's a good director.
0: He's great. He does a lot of the good ones, Mm -hmm. as well as being the guy that made the American office come to life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yes and the episode guest stars craig anton
1: as craggers
0: andy buckley as david wallace
1: david wallace
0: charles esten as that oh could that be josh
1: oh yeah yeah it's josh
0: and conan o'brien as himself
1: mm-hmm. and then a guy named dan who's the, the other the manager
0: guy that's kind of nondescript yeah but Dan. if I had to guess, I would say... His name is Dan. His Dan. Yeah. He looks like a... He just... To me, he looks a little bit Dan. Yeah. Yeah. He does. So, is this our first time seeing Josh, too?
1: Um. Yeah, and, actually.
0: Because he's going to be a big deal later. Yeah, he is. As and
1: I actually really like him.
0: And it's our first time seeing David Wallace.
1: I actually really like him, too.
0: He's going to be a big deal for longer Mm-hmm. And Kreger's, who will not be a big deal after this episode, but I like him in it.
1: <laughs> Me too. He's one of my favorite parts of the episode.
0: <laughs> they talk about how he's been thrown out of strip clubs, and you're like, this guy is probably just like a lawsuit waiting to happen. But also out of that room, he's like the person you'd want to talk to, right? He's like, he seems yeah. very likable.
1: He's chill, um, a little too chill. So probably too some chill. May He's gotten thrown out of every strip club in Albany, New York, though. Like, Yeah, was it like what? one or two? Yeah. <laughs> and also, they just don't sound that fun.
0: The strip clubs in Albany? Yeah. <laughs> well, what else are you going to do?
1: I guess. I don't know. Go
0: shoot a moose? Or... Yeah. I don't know what they do up there. I have a little bit of trivia, too. Okay. This is from Wikipedia. After the episode, fans wanted their own bobblehead dolls of Dwight. A petition was started to get NBC to sell them at their online store. And NBC responded by creating an initial run of 4,000 bobblehead dolls. Oh. They sold out almost immediately. And then the network decided to make more. And since then, the bobbleheads have become the best-selling merchandise of the NBC website and it's sold over 150,000 units, which means dolls.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Why do they say units?
1: 150,000? That's a lot.
0: I know sometimes people say units to save time, but it's longer than dolls. But not as long as this little tirade. oh here what are you drinking over there
1: um this really good margarita made by my co-host nathan it is um some tequila and then horse tooth hot sauce margarita mix called stay out of malibu
0: and they're located right here in fort collins they got a little factory over there Factory is not the right word, but they're right next to Odell Brewing, and you can get their hot sauces at grocery stores and farmers markets around town. So we'll give them a free plug here.
1: And the um, Margarita mix is like surprisingly super good.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, spicy, and it's got coconut and pineapple in it. Mm-hmm. Very good.
1: Um. So what uh, what other trivia do you have?
0: Um, that's about it. But Michael says so many things that are wrong in this episode. And not in the normal moral way, but just like wrong facts. He's full of them. Like what? Well, where do we start? (laughs) Oh, Sbarro? Yeah, he says Sbarro's his favorite New York place, even though it's a national chain.
1: That's one of my favorite lines. He
0: says that it's called New York, New York, so nice they named it twice. And the other name is Manhattan, when it's obviously New York. Mm -hmm. Which I didn't even need to look up. I just just have ears.
1: And Times Square is where... all the um locals go and it's named because everyone has good times there
0: (laughs) yeah but it's probably named after a newspaper right actually i didn't look that one up
1: yeah i i would assume that it was named after a newspaper i guess i i didn't even think about that um
0: it's uh named after the new york times makes sense in the times building it was before that it was the Longacre square (laughs) jeez Didn't workshop that one. (laughs) And then he also talks about other ones being like Bubba gum Shrimp. And he says that the Rockefeller Center and the ice rink is named after... uh,
1: Theodore Roosevelt?
0: He said Theodore Rockefeller, but he was confusing Theodore Roosevelt and John D. Rockefeller. And he says, Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf at Desert Storm went in there and took care of it. And now we will never have to deal with those Iraqis again. When in fact, we were dealing with those Iraqis at the very time and continue to do so.
1: Yep, those Iraqis, man, just the Middle Easterners in general.
0: But point being, that wasn't the end of the Iraq conflict. Yeah, It was a very successful sequel that happened not that long after.
1: I don't know the the term um, Stormin' Norman though. Uh,
0: he's like a general. Oh. So they called him Stormin' Norman because of he was Desert Stormin', um, and he was born in uh, uh um, major. Norman, Oklahoma. Oh. As yeah, well. yeah. He was actually born in a manger because the innkeeper had no more rooms left, and uh, and and then they were like, "Well, what about what about?" Remember the Bible? And they just went to the to the uh, manger, which you be surprised how hard it is to find a manger in twentieth uh, century America.
1: Yeah, or even in Desert Storm.
0: And so, what is a manger?
1: Uh, it's, it's a stable.
0: It's a place where dogs first fell out.
1: Yeah. The mangy manger.
0: Okay, and then he also says New York is the city of love, but it's Paris.
1: I love to say that Santa Fe is the city of love.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Why?
1: Because I fell in love there. Oh okay. But it's not true. It ended up being a hoax. It's a hoax. It was not real. Yeah, it wasn't real. It was a scarecrow. Yeah, it wasn't real love. A hologram. Um.
0: Okay. So, what well, should we do? Go right into the characters then, or what Finner about things? Uh, uh Oh my god. What am I saying? We got to go into finer things like you said.
1: That's what we do first after the Wikipedia page. So, what I really liked about this episode was Pam's hair. I like it in a headband.
0: I didn't notice that, but it was mentioned in Wikipedia. Really? Her hair up? You like that? Yeah. That's the kind of thing you like? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Not notice, but I'm, I'm sure it looked great. <laughs>
1: um, I love Michael in New York, too. We kind of already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the Conan O'Brien cameo.
0: It's just him walking.
1: I know, but it, it's just the way he's walking, he's so confident. And how could you miss him with that hair?
0: Yeah, it's flopping all over, and he's, like, mm-hmm. so tall.
1: Mm-hmm. What did you like?
0: Um, I really liked, in general how much time Jim and Kelly get to spend together, which we kind of saw before when he was stuck in the annex, but this time there's no real reason for it like that. But they're still interacting a lot.
1: Well, they're both in love with someone in the office <gasps> and dealing with it in just a different way. <gasps>
0: they should hang out with Toby, too. He's also <laughs> in love with someone in That's yeah. a good point. I didn't think of that. So that's what they're kind of commiserating.
1: Yeah, they're kind of commiserating, um but jim's playing it off
0: and kelly doesn't know no kelly doesn't know. or she's reading self magazine so i think she might be a little bit absorbed with yeah with that yeah um i don't know i just thought it was really cool to have jim play off of someone else for the whole episode instead of pam because jim and pam don't really interact at all till the very very end
1: yeah happy valentine's day beasley
0: yeah and it's kind of like an afterthought
1: yeah, although oh, hey. you know that he's been thinking about it all day. Yeah, he was
0: thinking about how to say it casually. He's oh, like, "Oh, hey, oh, hey." Uh, By the way, I wanted to say happy Valentine's. That no, sounds... No, I didn't want to say. It. I just <laughs> so come on, come on, Jim.
1: And then he's talking to his friend um, on the phone, which is one of my questions. Question. Yeah, um, who are Jim's friends? I don't know. <laughs> so there's roommate,
0: and who are these friends? And
1: one of them canceled.
0: And he still said he didn't have room for him at the table. I would yeah. have almost thought, well, no, it's like he said it to so the camera, so there's no real reason he would be lying. But he invites Kelly over, too, so it would be really awkward if he didn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless they were going to hook up, I guess. But, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I I mean, you have to have at least four people to play poker, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know where he meets these people. And it doesn't seem like long-term friendships, because I don't really ever hear him talk about friends why weren't they at the party you know
0: yeah it was just his roommate
1: yeah maybe it's his roommate's friends
0: i mean he's like talking to them on the phone though i i don't know it seems like maybe they're his like college friends they're growing yeah. apart slowly yeah yeah
1: i hope that never happens with my college friends
0: you have college friends yeah <laughs>
1: Have I never mentioned them? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe we're growing apart.
0: Listeners, what do you think? Does Addie really have friends? Where did she meet them? <laughs> Why weren't they at her party? Um, Yeah. What else do you have for the Finer Things Club?
1: Um, The Faces of Scranton featuring you two. Yes. That is a highlight.
0: With or without you?
1: Yeah. Which is, it's a bold choice, I would say, artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say that the blue kind of background for the picks was a little, kind of a bold choice. I think that was more of a deliberate
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um Are you saying you don't think it's going to win
0: many festivals?
1: Well, I mean, I think it was just a little contrived.
0: Yeah, it's not what it's about At the end of anyway. the day. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: and and what it, you're right, that's not what it's about, so...
0: This is he's gotten a lot better at editing since diversity tomorrow though. <laughs>
1: that's true. He's been working really hard with um, Microsoft Movie Maker.
0: What did he, oh does he say? I oh he made,
1: yeah, that's right. He made it on his back.
0: But I love one of the lines in there. He says Stanley's dedication is no doubt one of the hallmarks of the foundation of the business we're hoping to build our basis on. <laughs>
1: yeah, it makes so no sense at all.
0: <laughs> Just keeps going. <laughs> Like, kind of fighting with Stanley during the video.
1: Yeah. It's like, Stanley does not want that camera in his face.
0: Try on Phyllis's pants.
1: As she's, like, sitting down <laughs> in her chair.
0: Um, And then my other favorite thing about that video was him just fake making tea oh. while he talks. <laughs> I mean, he's not even dipping it in far enough, but also you can see it so it would be wet. Yeah. But he's just kind of like over and over (laughs) dipping.
1: And then um, the part where... What was I going to say? Bummer. I can't remember now. (laughs) There's so many funny parts of that, though. Oh, man. That's such a great movie.
0: Well, um, Pam, not bad at all.
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then... No, okay. I think my favorite part of the whole thing was Dan. I know that he's uncredited. But where he's like just... His face, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, just his reaction to the whole thing is kind of like on face. And then you like zoom out more and see um, Jan just shaking her head.
0: Yeah. It's not so bad that he would make this video.
1: No. And I actually think it's great that he had the presentation, too. He had those laminated little books Mm -hmm. for everyone with all the financial information. Yeah. That was more just like a bonus. Yeah. Really.
0: I'm sure accounting helped out with that, but
1: yeah, But he still
0: true. had to be familiar with it. Yeah. He didn't blow it like he later will blow PowerPoint.
1: PowerPoint. <laughs>
0: PowerPoint.
1: And then what you're going to want to do is just open this up, okay, and uh, then register. <laughs>
0: <laughs> question. How did Angela make that bobblehead, though? How do you make a custom bobblehead? And why did she pick such a grotesque caricature of it, the person she loves?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, looks like a
0: skeleton.
1: Yeah. Do you think maybe it was like from Etsy or something? Or what's that website where you pay $10 for a service? Or
0: you know, Like Fiverr? Fiverr. I mean, this episode predates Fiverr at least.
1: And probably Etsy. Probably. Maybe she has a friend.
0: You know what I noticed is when, when he's holding it, the back doesn't look smooth like how uh, a figure would be made, like a professional one. It kind of looks more like it was molded out of clay. Just like really well. Like it's a slightly lumpy.
1: So maybe she made it?
0: Maybe, but it's so good. Yeah. But I mean, in the reality of the show, like how how was she supposed to have made this? She must have custom...
1: She, yeah, she definitely thought it through.
0: And it's such a good gift that you can really see why Dwight, even though he wasn't planning on getting it or anything, why he felt in a bind. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you can't really just go to the store and buy something when she obviously had yeah. this planned for months.
1: Not a ham.
0: Not a ham.
1: What it? What do you think he had in mind for that? Like a, a ham. like a honey baked ham. Yeah, that's what it. Like a nice ham.
0: It's like what it. What it is. I actually it would means.
1: love that as a gift. Yeah, because I mean, you can make sandwiches for so long. You get. You can like make ham and eggs in the morning, and then when you're done, you make uh stew out of it, you know, with the with the bone, mm-hmm. ham and beans.
0: Use every part of the ham, yeah, until so you run out.
1: I can see why he would think that that would be a good gift, because it You're is. very
0: practical, aren't you? Who me? Yeah, you sometimes. like your practical gifts
1: sometimes. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about a bobblehead of myself. Yeah, do you like that?
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> would you like just a key?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope it's for something. <laughs> Just a spare key I'm not so into. It's like, it's like yeah, look this key. Wow, what's it to? Nothing. You can take it down to Home Depot and have that made into whatever you like.
1: <laughs> it's, it has yet to be carved.
0: It's a spare key for you.
1: <laughs> or like, here's a key. It's to my car, but it's the only one I have. So every time I have to drive, <laughs> you, do, you have to come start my car for me. <laughs> I just can't handle the responsibility of losing this. <laughs> so no. I'm going to give it to you.
0: In our next segment, we got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this, where we talk about the documentary stuff. I do have a few things.
1: This was a big one.
0: Yeah? hmm What do you have?
1: Well, just going off of what we were just talking about, the bobblehead, I mean, it's not, um, you know, really well known that where the gift came from, mm-hmm. but we know because of the editing mm. of the documentary style... Because as Dwight is opening the gift, you know, you can see Angela in the background kind of smirking to herself and Mm -hmm. stuff. So that was the first thing I noticed, um, which was kind of integral to the rest of the story and like just implied based on the editing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because imagine if you were just started watching The Office this episode.
1: Yeah, you would you would know that there's something going on, but nobody else in The Office really knows at this point.
0: Mm hmm. How how well do you think this episode would hold up if you didn't know anything about The Office yet? I don't think it would be a very good starter one.
1: No, because Michael isn't in the office.
0: You wouldn't even know that Jim and Pam are like yeah. a thing because they're not. They're, you wouldn't even think know that they like interact a lot. You might think yeah. that Kelly is like one of the stars of the show.
1: It's kind of out of the ordinary in that way, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. I don't think it's like too extremely different than. Yeah, you no, know, it's not like season nine.
0: I just think you'd have a different view of the show. Yeah. Like, not the humor, because the humor's on point, uh, and it's, like, awkward humor and stuff, but you wouldn't know what the show would be like character-wise, necessarily. Yeah. And, like, Michael's not with the office for exactly. almost the whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's
1: doing his own thing, and he's part of, like, the driving force of a lot of the plot lines in the normal office, so, Yeah. What did you notice about documentary-wise?
0: So, they filmed some... Uh, they sent some documentary people out to go f- follow Michael around on his tour of New York, which I like. Um, but, like you said, when, when they see Conan, they film him. They stop filming Michael. But then, when he comes back, they edit out or cut during the part where they're talking to him. So, they turn it back on when he's reacting yeah so it's like are you kidding yeah but you don't hear, see the documentary people
1: so they don't intervene and say hey michael it's conan yeah. but they do intervene and say conan just walked by yeah that's weird which is kind of interesting it's like why didn't they just say that from the beginning and you so, go to like the,
0: the nature documentary type thing it's yeah. like you can't warn the seal that's about to be eaten by a polar bear but then after it's getting eaten you're like you should have watched out for that polar yeah, bear. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's Idiot. too late.
1: It's too late. It's <laughs> it, dead. He
0: was right behind you. <laughs> it's dead. Dumb, dumb.
1: Are you, are you kidding
0: me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, you you could have you told me. And you're like, sorry. Polar <laughs> no, bears got to eat too. I got to eat the polar bear.
1: But yeah, there's and then there's two locations going on the whole time. So yeah. you have like two different crews or at least two different cameramen. Mm-hmm. It's one of those times that they're going to have to pay extra cameramen.
0: Well, there's at least two in the office, probably more. But but there's a scene where Dwight's talking to Angela, all secretive about the uh, bobblehead, that both of the camera angles are from behind glass. Oh, yeah. Like, sec- actually secretive recording. Um, which, I don't know, I guess they do that because they want... In a lot of cases, you want them to act more naturally, but it seems like they might not actually know that the documentary crew knows about all this, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think they do. Because when um, Dwight is talking about it with Pam, even, mm-hmm. it's kind of secret. And like doesn't seem like Dwight knows or cares about it, but Pam looks right through the blinds to the camera, mm-hmm. so she knows that they're being filmed. Yeah. Um. But not sure that Dwight does.
0: Yeah. It just seems like Angela and Dwight probably wouldn't talk in the office if they knew that they were being filmed, like they were onto them. Yeah. And They're mic'd all the time, though, so.
1: Yeah, and they wouldn't if um, they knew that they filmed them banging, knocking boots at um, Jim's, Jim's party. Yep. Yeah. So.
0: Knocking those boots.
1: I mean, um, Birkenstocks.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything else for documentary?
1: Yeah, the last scene, well, second to last scene, where oh, of course. Jan kisses Michael and then looks right at the camera and says, oh, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like, that's like one of the only times that the camera crew is verbally recognized, you know?
0: Because Michael looks over yeah. right when she kisses him. He doesn't do anything he doesn't yeah. move. And then the door closes right in front of his face. Yeah. Which is really funny. Yeah. And Jane realizes she's been caught again.
1: By the camera crew. Because in front of Chili's, it was the same thing, wasn't it?
0: But, like, she needs to be caught. Michael's just going to go spill the beans immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's got to know that by now. But he was acting so mature in the meeting with David Wallace. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably... She thought, oh...
0: He was... Um, Overcompensating for how he acted earlier. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, should we talk about the character of Michael?
1: Yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael.
0: Okay. So his video he made that we talked about is nice. It's it's not the most uh, thoughtful thing, but it's it shows that he does kind of love the people in the office. I guess.
1: Yeah. It. Yeah. It does.
0: Even though he's quick to, like, take credit for Stanley being African-American and stuff. And to call out Pam for her looks. There's something behind it that's still kind of good-hearted.
1: Yeah, it's endearing, I think, because... I'm not sure he's taking credit for it, but I think that he um, is saying it in a way that... Well, at least with Pam. He's saying it in a way that's, like, um, half-ironic. You know, or, like, trying to be.
0: <laughs> okay. But it's not, not like... Not at all. Yeah,
1: it's not, like, coming across that way to the CFO.
0: Mm. Yeah. And he does spill the beans on him and Jan. Different levels of doing that real quickly. But he's kind of being defensive when it happens. He's, like, kind of defending her honor, Kind of.
1: Yeah, and he... Says he'll probably see Jan to um, Dwight, but then when Dwight says, Oh, because you guys screwed, he's like, Don't, don't say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, What is wrong with you? He likes the attention, but then once it gets to a line, he's like, No.
0: Right. And And Craigers is crossing that line, regardless of whether or not they were dating.
1: Yeah. Saying, She's not my boss.
0: (laughs) She's not my boss, man. I don't work for that. (laughs) <laughs> Beach. so michael definitely a mixed bag this time you know he, he made that documentary his little mini doc over a little while they pointed out in the one of the wikia pages that that the characters are wearing clothes from different episodes when he goes through them
1: oh that's kind of sweet
0: yeah you're from like <clears throat> the carpet boys and girls or maybe the secret yeah. So he's the, probably the three previous episodes.
1: He's probably working on it for at least three weeks, every single day. Just and have that's people all he did. Roll their eyes at him. Yeah, that's pretty much all he did for the past three weeks. Probably why
0: the branch is doing so well, staying out of everyone's business.
1: Yeah, and you're right. Accounting probably put together that um, productivity. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I liked that Oscar wanted him to do well.
1: Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, it's, it comes down to, you know, what if you were a great worker at Kreger's, um mm-hmm. branch and then your boss just shows up with nothing to show for it. Right. And then your whole job is on the line because of that. Or what if your boss was Dan? who
0: We don't even know anything about it, Dan. We know,
1: we know nothing. <laughs> Only his subtle reaction. Probably getting
0: downsized right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, poor Dan.
0: Yeah. But what do you think? Was Michael was Michael a good boy in this episode?
1: Yeah. He, he was, was pretty good. He was he,
0: the way he dealt with the whole Jan situation and it was like a knee-jerk it was a reaction to how he had been before. It was very good.
1: It was. And I mean, just he was really clear in what he wanted to say to David Wallace, you know, like Jan has all the integrity in the world and mm-hmm. Um, made a joke about Craigers and...
0: And he only lied a little bit.
1: Yeah, he really did.
0: About them hooking up, which they did.
1: Yeah, so...
0: Yeah, he makes the joke about Kragers being a tool. Yeah. Nice to throw him under the bus because he deserves it. But then also, um, Jan doesn't have all the entirety in the world. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she really did grab him a couple times, so... Yeah. But, you know, but that's... I think he dealt with that exactly the right way, and you could tell she's impressed.
1: Yeah, by the way that she just kissed him.
0: (laughs) And I think when she talks to him, and she's so disappointed that he gets the clairvoyance, that he's like the one time he stops being selfish and thinking about himself in that situation. He's just like, I just have to move on and fix this, and try to make make it like this never happened. Um, And he's like fine with that. It's yeah. like the one time where if she hadn't done anything if he saw her again, he wouldn't have been like, Oh, Jan. He would have like it felt like he finally got it.
1: It's like Jan is I mean, she says this later on. She's self destructive. Yeah. Because she just had to deal with him at the um in the boys and girls episode where he's like, you know, unionizing the warehouse <laughs> yeah. and like just making a whole huge mess and she's you know pretty professional in that episode and now she's having to deal with him doing this and but he does step it up and then she just throws it away
0: she does it's so funny because this like person like underling claiming to having having ro- romantic whatever with the boss would be like a really sexist stereotype but she did it yeah. They didn't like actually have sex, but she did the thing that yeah. that he wasn't expecting. Like she was actually even though it sounded like a thing, it's why you could just be like, Oh, it was like a joke I told, and you'd be like, um, kind of like David Wallace should have taken that a little bit more seriously, I actually. Agree. But yeah. it was borderline at best.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I think David Wallace should have taken it a little bit more seriously, but because of the power dynamic, like jan was like all right let's just forget about it and move on you know yeah and she's she's the higher up so
0: one thing that i don't take time to uh think about too often is how like i was talking about if you only saw this episode how good they are at setting some of this stuff up each time so if you hadn't watched it before like you need to know about jan and michael yeah, and they do a really good job of setting it up because that was like that doesn't come up that often. It's been a while, so if you're not weren't watching every episode, or even if you were, you need to be kind of reminded what's going on with them.
1: Yeah, it like it's not like it. Well, it does build on each other. Like each episode builds on each other, but they can stand alone too. Yeah, which is really cool to be able to do in twenty minutes. Yeah, to give the whole history of what happened, what's going on between them, not just them, but also. Kelly and Ryan and mm-hmm. Angela and Dwight. Not really so much Jim and Pam, but that's like most episodes. You can
0: But Pam and Roy. Pam and Roy. Let's and, talk about them.
1: Yeah, okay. Um Roy is kind of a loser.
0: La-hoot's La-hoot's
1: loser.
0: Man, Roy.
1: He really dropped the ball. She's
0: too good for him. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't do anything. At no,
1: Not even a spare key.
0: And this is kind of like the last episode with boys and girls, how Pam kind of in different scenes spread out will describe her whole situation. And in this one, Pam is the person that's talking to both Dwight and Angela about their relationships. Presumably because they think she has a good one or something. I don't know. They just think she's got a trustworthy face.
1: Yeah, she's a good one to listen.
0: But... She's telling Dwight that it's about doing something so the person knows you really care about her. And that's what she's expecting. Yeah. And that's not what she gets. So But later she's gonna get the best sex of her life. So Well, I mean,
1: I don't know if it works like that, you know. Yeah, I
0: don't think it's gonna be like. Yeah, I don't
1: either. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like something is gonna happen soon i don't know what it is
0: i don't know it just seems like they're on a
1: it seems like they're going downhill yeah downhill yeah and not downhill like coasting downhill like is never gonna
0: right getting worse yeah getting worse. sports metaphors
1: yeah exactly so i don't know i mean i just feel like something's gonna happen
0: that's what you would be saying if you're watching it
1: maybe at the end of season two
0: that would be nice ish I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, Pam is so excited at the beginning of the episode. Excited about Valentine's Day. She said everyone gets their own little gifts. But that's not really true. No one gets her a gift uh, at all. Best she gets is a happy Valentine's Day, Pam. Beasley. Yeah, and she likes that. But, you know, she's excited and she's... The way she's talking in the opening talking head where she's like, you know saving for the wedding. I promise
1: not to him to not get me anything too big.
0: Which, by the way, he doesn't.
1: And it's not that she said anything. Right. It's something too big.
0: She's excited to see what it's going to be within those confines. She
1: was even excited for that really ugly plant she thought it might be for her.
0: Yeah. I
1: was like, girl, even if that was your gift, come on. (laughs) I don't
0: know. And...
1: But also, like, the big teddy bear.
0: Phyllis, so Phyllis is getting all the tech.
1: That's annoying.
0: But Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, must just like her a lot.
1: I think he really does.
0: He's throwing his full weight, which is considerable, into this. Financial weight. Yeah. Not that he's okay. fat, which he is.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant at first. And I was <laughs> like, you're supposed to be an angel co-host.
0: Yeah. I I am. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, Who else?
1: Meredith is having a good Valentine's Day. Oh, man. She just leaves out the tonic and limes in the kitchen.
0: That was my note. Who doesn't clean up?
1: (laughs) I know. Obviously, like, if you're going to be drinking at work, you should probably just hide the evidence. Like... What do they think you're just gonna have some tonic and limes? Yeah, yeah. No. They know you're dreamed in. It's
0: like a little mini bar in there.
1: Yeah. And then she passes out on her desk later.
0: She looks so pissed off when she's walking out with that. She's like, here we go, you know? Yeah. She gets that oh, kind of angry just... look sometimes. Or yeah. like determined to look when she's drinking. Yeah. They like, are like, Oh, do you want to try one of these one of everything's? And she's like, Nah, too sweet. You yeah. know, and she's like drinking from like, <laughs> a bottle of liquor. <laughs> it's like how that look.
1: Yeah, and it's like she she finished her soda from 7-Eleven, the styrofoam, and now...
0: And it's kind of hinting at the, you know, Lonely Hearts Club type office episode. Yeah. They're not too concerned with what everyone's doing. Although Oscar gets a card.
1: Do you think it's from his mom? No. You think it's from Gil? It's from Gil. Oh, I thought it was from his mom.
0: What? Why would he I put didn't... it in his pocket?
1: Oh, that, I didn't even think who's about that. that. My mom. Because <laughs> my mom always sends me some on Valentine's Day. And that's
0: how you act when they're like, hey, who's <laughs> going that? My mom or whoever.
1: <laughs> no, actually, one Valentine's Day, my mom sent me a box of chocolates. My boyfriend at the time didn't get me anything. And she was like, don't tell him who it's from. <gasps> and so I was like, I don't know who sent this to me. It's really weird. And And he was just like. Yeah, who could have been? And I was like, I don't know. It, it was anonymous.
0: It was anonymous. <laughs> just had a heart on it.
1: And he was it's... just like, oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> how'd that go? Long term.
1: It didn't work out. <laughs> Shocking. Long term.
0: <laughs> you got a real Roy on your hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. What other characters do we have?
0: Let's talk about Kel uh, Okay. Or, wh- yeah. What's their couple name? Um, Riley, or Kay and Kellen, Kellen, Kellen. Yeah. Kellen, Kellen. Yeah,
1: Kellen. Um, so Kelly is super excited because they hooked up on um, February thirteenth, and that means she has a boyfriend now. But apparently, her boyfriend doesn't want to hang out with her on Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, she's so excited.
1: I know. A little too excited.
0: But she's like, I have a boyfriend now. You get the feeling she has not dated. Yeah. A lot. Or not recently. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah,
1: that's what it seems like. It seems like she's got a lot of pressure to have a boyfriend. And it's like too much that she can't handle it. She just will freak out at any sign of affection.
0: What do you think hooked up meant?
1: I think it just meant kissing. Okay. What do you think?
0: When I first started college, I thought every time people said hooked up, and meant they were having sex. And I, I also thought when people said they passed out, it meant that they had passed out, they fell asleep, and kissing. And that's oh. why I thought everyone was having a crazier time than I was.
1: <laughs> they were just falling asleep and kissing. Everyone was just sleeping and kissing.
0: I thought, like, because we were like, oh my god, I passed out at this party at like three, I'd be like, holy crap. That's not normal you've passed out like I've only passed out a couple times in my i whole
1: life. i we had to like always have someone one of my roommates would say hooked up all the time and we'd be like no 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 you can't just say hooked up because that could mean anything from this to that yeah we need to know the details
0: that's what jim should have said
1: <laughs> no, I think he was trying to get he out of the room have said that at all but it was ryan who said oh I hooked up with her on February 13th.
0: Oh, yeah. Because he said they just kissed, right?
1: Kelly said they just, just kissed, but yeah. then Ryan said that they hooked up. So, I mean.
0: It's just modern lingo. Ryan, what's taking you so long?
1: And what do you think he said to that?
0: I don't know. He probably just made the face he's making most of this episode. Like a. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or
1: he probably said, I was sober. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. It's harsh.
1: Yeah, I don't think he would have said that. I, I do think that he really does like Kelly. Uh, yeah. Well, he'll find out that for whatever reason he can't do any better.
0: Yeah, it's true. Do you think he really had plans with his friends? No. Probably not. No. He makes plans with her friends on Valentine's Day.
1: Um, only people who have fake friends like Ryan and Jim and who don't want to be um pressured into doing something because you know actually i do know about galentine's day you know people do stuff with their friends i guess all the time but i feel like it's the people that are actually feeling a lot of pressure
0: Hmm. they want to have something
1: yeah you always want to have some. i mean it's like new year's eve like there's always pressure to have a great time mm-hmm. and then that makes it hard to have a great time
0: and you always have a great time
1: yeah, if you always have a great time,
0: then then what are you comparing it to? Nothing. Nothing. It's just a clock. Everyone, calm down. Yeah. Calm down about the ball. Yeah. Ooh, champagne. Yeah. It's the only time you get to drink champagne, really.
1: Except for at a wedding, sometimes maybe.
0: Yeah, I go. To, I have more. I go to more New Years than weddings because <laughs> I don't go true. to a lot of weddings.
1: That's true. Me too. I've been to twenty six of them.
0: 26 weddings?
1: No, New Year's.
0: <laughs> wow, you added those up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I guess that's it. So Jim's on the peripheral of that whole situation. And he's really nice to Kelly, even though he's his body language shows that he wants to leave. He's not being curt. No. And eventually he's honest with her, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Which is good
0: because I don't think she has someone else to do that to, with her.
1: No, and and is even um, saying don't do that while I'm here when she's asking about Ryan if he has plans. So I
0: don't know if that was for her benefit or for his. Yeah. Because how awkward.
1: Yeah, that is.
0: Although, I would say that that scene could have been more awkward.
1: Yeah. I mean, Ryan already knew that she was going to ask, so he had to come up with a response before.
0: He tried to throw her off by just saying soda when he walked in. Yeah, but like, like, oh.
1: like I have a purpose in here. It's to get a soda and not to talk to you about what our plans are for right.
0: tonight. And he is a jerk, kind of, but he, I don't know, he did that interaction pretty well. Like, he was, like, kind of mean, but if he were too nice, he'd be sending the wrong message, too.
1: I mean, he's just a f- boy.
0: edit that one out (laughs) that's what he wants he didn't want she was lying about how serious she wanted to be and as soon as they kissed she's like haha yeah no she's still kind of being secretive about it because she's like no pressure at all
1: yeah which i feel like is the downfall i mean she's just putting too much she's putting too much pressure on this certain relationship Instead of maybe finding someone who would be just as excited to be with her, you know? And um so yeah, it's just it's kind of sad to see her going through that. That's a hard spot to be in. But to, she's
0: young. It's part of life.
1: Yeah, that's true. How old do you think they are?
0: Hmm. So I think Ryan's probably twenties, right? Like early twenties? I feel like he's he's going like, to business school. Is that is it like grad school?
1: Probably. I feel like he's probably like twenty five.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you went to undergrad and then was started going to business school, maybe like 24, 23. Yeah. Um, what about Kelly?
1: The way she dresses, it makes me think she's older. But I guess it's just because she... this is like 2005. So it's just a different style. I don't know. She's
0: dressing like she's in 2005.
1: Yeah. So maybe she's like 23 or 24.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: She does act like she's pretty young. Mm-hmm. How old do you think Jim and Pam are? A uh, little older.
0: Yeah, a little older than them. Yeah. So how long has Pam been dating Roy? Did we already talk about this? Four (laughs) years? Only four years? I don't know. Six years? They haven't been engaged for like four years, right? Oh, yeah. But they've been dating since high school.
1: Okay, so they have to be like 26 or 27.
0: Jeez. They're so young. I (laughs) guess.
1: I don't know. They seem a little older than that. Man, I guess it's just because when I first started watching The Office, I was way younger and I thought, wow, they're adults Mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, I was like, oh, I'll never be that old.
0: What age will I feel like I'm an adult?
1: Probably, I don't know, like 40, 50. Fifty <laughs> every every decade you just push it back one. Se- Seventy eight. Seventy eight. When you're forty, how old do you think I'll be when I feel like I'm an adult? Eighty seven. Like,
0: I won't feel like I'm old until people are like, "You might be too old for under for president." Because what if you get reelected? And I'll be like,
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, and your presidential term is up is when you're going to be too old.
0: Yeah. Well, that's when I would be too old, but I won't be running for president. That's just what the thing people will say. To oh, me. I see. Like I wasn't asking, but you're too old to be president. Someone refer- <laughs> do you ever say that to people on the street?
1: No, I never do. I know, and I never say you're too inexperienced either. Because
0: um. well, what if you say they're too experienced? Sounds like they're slutty. <laughs>
1: you're you're overqualified. You got a lot for of mileage, on yeah, on the old. Uh, Seems like you're you're just not you're just not right for the job, man.
0: You got a lot of mileage on the old body there.
1: Okay, so what, um, <laughs> that would be the meanest thing to say <laughs> to someone. I don't, know,
0: I don't know if this skin's going to hold up.
1: <laughs> uh, so, what would you rate this episode?
0: What would I rate this episode? Oh, well, we got out a...
1: of seven?
0: Out of seven. So we have to agree.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. Um... um
0: Well, let's start Uh, talking about it and then try to find a rating. How about that? Okay. I like this episode. I don't know if I liked it as much as Boys and Girls. It's.
1: What did we give Boys and Girls Alfredo's? Beach Beach Day. We gave it Beach Day?
0: But it was like almost Alfredo's. This Uh, one, I feel like I might push more towards Alfredo's, even though it has so many good things in it, and I laughed a lot at it.
1: I was thinking a little stitches for this one. Oh, really? Yeah, just because I didn't feel super um like i would i would never just watch this episode i would watch like another one after it right
0: if you're watching this arc or something
1: yeah or i would watch the i would watch boys and girls and then watch this one and then go to sleep so it'd be one that i would like fall asleep on or like if i just watched it i would be like nah i gotta keep watching something
0: okay would you go as high as alfredo's to put it in the middle of the pack? Yeah.
1: I mean, you know I'd always go with Alfredo's pizza. <laughs> Are you asking me it would I rate it Alfredo's Pizza Cafe well, four out of seven? Yes, I would.
0: Yeah. I mean I feel like last one was a little bit better, but they're both kind of middle of the road. It's just like each one when I like go back and talk about all the things and also sometimes talking about them I like appreciate them more, but like I really put a lot more thought into realizing how funny the faces of Scranton video is this time and his like new york stuff because before it was like funny to me that he messed stuff up and it was funny that he made this stupid video but the actual things in it are really funny kind of continuously too they're all like this perfect level of yeah cleverness yeah
1: he michael is great in this episode um and while he's gone he gives the office a little bit of breathing room or like Ability to find some other dynamics mm-hmm. like Jim and Kelly and um, some of the couples. Mm-hmm. It's not all just focus on him and um, and Jan. So I think it was really clever that they did this on Valentine's Day and like let him go to corporate on that day because it made the stakes higher. Not only for um, Jan and Michael, but for the people back at the office because they had more right availability for that to occur
0: they had some freedom Mm -hmm. Uh, also an interesting episode where even dwight kind of gives up on working to do his relationship yeah instead of like because he's a very work heavy person
1: yeah and angela is really thoughtful Mm Hmm. and i mean that was such a really sweet moment when dwight opened it up the box and it was um you know something that he really loved
0: i love the shot where angela finds the key and she gets all excited and looks over, and then Dwight, like, isn't looking at her, but he's just, like, like nailed it, like, sitting yeah. back. Like, he, he can probably see her in his peripheral vision or something like that, but he doesn't want to blow it by being, like, good gift, you know? Like, yeah. Thumbs up and everything.
1: And I didn't even realize that about Gil, so that's cool. I like when we can, like, realize some things about it that we didn't before.
0: And no one knows that, except for Dwight could know it, but he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, he's that's only, true. He had enough information to figure it out, but he didn't. So. That's true. <laughs> so strongly does he not suspect that, that later on when they're doing the gay witch hunt, he's like, Oscar. And he's like, no. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> even though he is the most.
1: And he was investigating something else.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is going to be Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Now the only thing left to do is the Dundee's.
0: Dunde'es okay. Let's let's have yours first.
1: I had a a tough time with this one, but ultimately it came down to someone who is a legend in the Dundee community. His name is Michael Scott, and I, he what? gets a Dundee. Yeah, he gets a Dundee this episode for his um, hard work for the presentation and also for defending Jan's honor, even though he was kind of forced to. Wow. I think it's going to be rare that I give Michael a Dundee but
0: Yeah. Okay. I could see that.
1: Who are you going to give it to? Josh?
0: No, not Josh. I've been uh, bouncing around on this one a little bit. Um, you know, I was thinking about Dwight. Because he does nail it with the gift. But he needs to get some help. And he's kind of a jerk while he does it. And he didn't think of it in advance and stuff. So, I'm going to give this... Dundee to somebody who's not in the episode. <gasps> what? Gill? Oh, no. I'm going to give it to Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Oh. Because even though you and I might not be the type of people that would want to get all these flowers and giant things, Phyllis clearly is. And Bob Vance, like, since his employee's down, he's just like thinking about her all day. And That's I'm just so happy for. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm I happy am happy for, for them.
0: Bob to have committed so much to Phyllis. He's probably tried on her pants by now. <laughs> um, I almost gave it to Phyllis for just having gotten that. But it's really kind of a, a dual one. But when yeah. am I gonna be able to give one to Bob again?
1: Maybe the next Valentine's Day when they bang in the bathroom. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: <laughs> but until then, enjoy your dunny, Bob.
0: Yeah, now it's all innocent. Yeah, bears and I know it's just like she really appreciates that stuff.
1: It is really nice. I mean, I would be so mad if someone did that to me. But It'd be you're kind right. of funny
0: for like really expensive prank. Are you
1: serious? Yeah, I would be like, dude, we need to save this money. Like, just give me the cash.
0: <laughs> Bob Vance ain't hurting for money. Yeah, he, that's he kinda... donates the fridge for their crime yeah. aid and everything. Yeah. Um... I do think that he—you have to know your audience. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, it's like when later on when he gets her the, the pine perfume from Orlando. You
1: oh know, yeah, that's yeah. a
0: bad thing. But Ugh. but Phyllis likes it, so that's what yeah. it matters. Yeah, that's so true. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Oh, what was your Dundee called?
1: Uh, mine was called the Force to be for professional. Okay. Dundee,
0: mine will be the um, know your market. <laughs>
1: no, corner the market. <laughs> Find your niche.
0: Yeah, yeah. Biggest teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that teddy bear's that's almost bigger than me. No, no it's, it's not. not. Oh, you know that's Gene stepinski or Lee Eisenberg. I forgot oh, which one. Yeah. The other one, it doesn't show, even though there's clearly another person holding the bear.
1: Yeah, they're the ones that sell the, um, the Caprese salad, right?
0: But do you think the other guy wasn't there? Why didn't they show him?
1: I don't know. Maybe he's having a bad hair day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that guy? Impossible. No, yeah, that's
1: true. I don't know what I was thinking. Because <laughs> that other guy was having a great hair day.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, what's, what's going on? Oh, we should have mentioned this earlier. We recently learned about an office convention that's upcoming, and it's put on by fans... Supported by fans. And if you're the type of person that likes the office and the off-five, it just seems like a good thing. And I'm yeah. going to look up better information to say. Okay. That.
1: It's happening in Scranton, Pennsylvania in 2020. It's called the Dunder Mifflin Con.
0: So head to www.dundermifflincon.com or go to their Facebook group www.facebook.com/slash/DunderMifflinCon,
1: and it's not short for convict or con artist. Mm-mm. It's short for convention
0: contacts. Oh, oh wait, that's not shortened to con usually. Gotta put in my cons. <laughs> <laughs> the convention scheduled for 2020, Scranton, Pennsylvania. All the details aren't there, but if you go find it on Facebook. Or on their website. You can get more information. Sign up for whatever kind of list. And and be involved. Help make it happen.
1: Yeah. I know we are. We're going to help make it happen. And while we're in uh, Pennsylvania, I really also want to check out um, Punxsutawney.
0: Punxsutawney? Yeah, where Phil? the
1: groundhog is. Yeah. So hopefully it happens around February 2nd.
0: <laughs> well, I hope not. Have you ever been to Scranton? You ever been to Scranton, Jan? No, no,
1: I haven't. I, well, I want to to poor Richard.
0: Yeah, we'll do all the sites. I've never been there, but we just wanted to put out the word about the convention. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to remember to do that more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's all that's going on in the office world, the off-five world. What's, um, our,
0: what's our Instagram?
1: It's the off-five podcast.
0: And the off-five podcast at gmail.com? join our listener group the Finder things club on facebook and we usually like to end with a quote so i'm just gonna say the obvious one stanley's dedication is no doubt one of the hallmarks of the foundation of the business we're hoping to build our basis on (laughs) bye-bye Uh, just in one episode of New Girl, Key and Peel, International Ghost Investigators. I just called it IGI for short. <laughs> hey, did you uh, TiVo IVI? I,
1: you mean IGI?
0: Yep. <laughs> That's what I meant.
1: Yes, I did. And I actually always, don't have TiVo.
0: I always hear that response. It says, We don't have a TiVo, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I go, Thanks.
1: Hey, how was the game last night? <laughs> did you TiVo IGI? <laughs>
0: What game? What are you any talking of them,
1: about? Any of them. Just any of them. Who are
0: you? Oh, he's <laughs> on Workaholics, Weeds. He's been on every show for like one episode. Do you think Do you think it's like him that he can't make these things last?
1: Yeah, just like his job with Thunder Mifflin.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> every time, like, UCB Comedy Originals, one episode. He's just over and over again. Ten items or less. One episode. Oh, he was in Tom Goes to the Mayor. Oh, he was in 22 episodes of those.
1: How many episodes of Entourage was he in?
0: underage uh one episode <laughs> um yeah well anyway i hope to see more of him soon he's gonna oh he was in a tv movie called dog gone it oh what do you think that's about
1: probably it, dogs you
0: think he gets turned into a dog like the shaggy detective maybe do you think it's about a guy who ends up getting too many dogs like beethoven second and he's kind of like a oh his name is Don in
1: the movie you should see what it's about.
0: They should have called it Don Gonnet.
1: Don G or Dog Dawnnet.
0: <laughs> oh, he was also in the Don Gonnet TV series in 2017. Wow.
1: This guy's got a rap sheet.
0: <laughs> um Anyway, that's enough about <laughs>
1: That's enough about Craigers, the most minor character in Let's the Let's never talk episode. about him again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Craggers.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Okay.